You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotroncom agony. Armistead Maupin is the author of the Tales of the City series. He's finally bringing us the final installment in that story, The Days of Anna Madrigal. Could you read to us from the very beginning of the book, Armistead? Sure. Summer had been warmer than usual this year, but the heat that throbbed in the East Bay was already coaxing pale fingers of fog into the city. Anna could feel this on her skin, the chilly caress she had come to think of as candle weather. She had not owned a fireplace since her landlady days on Russian Hill, but to her mind the proper application of candlelight carried all the primal comfort of a campfire. Armistead, this is a wonderful portrait of an aging American and an aging America. And it seems like one of the things that I found in this novel is like we're all growing up, finally. Well, I'm 70 now, so I pretty much have to have all of them grow up with me. I I don't know. I mean, I think they still have some of the same flaws, but there's wisdom that we've all accrued over the last 40 years or so. It's been the the very time that the the right-wing America thinks we've all gone to hell, a lot of us think we've actually learned to be better human beings, and I think that's what I'm trying to reflect in the days of Anna Madrigal. One of the aspects of this book that I found really interesting is the portrait of friends who grow apart because their incomes grow apart. And I think this is a really interesting phenomenon. I've had a number of people remark on this with me, and I've noticed it in my own life. And I don't mean that I've become tremendously rich because I'm a writer, and writers don't. But I've noticed that there's an awkwardness when when suddenly some people make a lot more money than others. It becomes easy to let them slide as friends, to to separate from it, to keep, to keep from confronting that. I think we see it in San Francisco, especially these days. Another thing we see in San Francisco are refugees from and travelers to Burning Man, which is, plays a big part in this book. Yes, I was. Um, I went for the first time a couple of three years ago, I guess. My husband, Christopher, took me kicking and screaming, but I loved it. It was enchanting. I got over the dust and the heat and all the deprivation and the I, I told myself it's a finite thing. It'll be over with. Just get out and enjoy yourself. And I did. I had a wonderful time. I put on a sarong and I got on my adult tricycle and I rode across the playa. And I've never had anything like it before and probably never will again. Your characters are so wonderfully a part of our culture and a part of your life. I'd like you to talk about creating these characters over the long haul. Did you realize 40 years ago they were going to be with you now? I had no idea that this story was going to last 40 years. I watched them evolve uh, from week to week, really, while I was writing in the as a serial in the Chronicle. And uh, no, I just really didn't. And I, in some ways, I didn't know how they were evolving because they were parts of my own personality. And as, as I changed, so did they. And so the aging process was sort of organic to the whole thing. We can read these novels and get a better history of San Francisco and America in the past 40 years than we might get from an actual history of San Francisco and America in the past 40 years. (laughs) I think sometimes if we can personalize history 
see it as lived by individuals that it becomes more real to us. I've been speaking with Armistead Maupin. His new book is The Days of Animatrical. Thank you for joining me, Armistead. It's been a pleasure, Rick. Thank you. You're listening to the Agony Column News Report, trashotron.com slash agony.